0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KVBE. or online at midkansasonline.com. Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland, pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked
2: out Bishop the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas!
0: Everything happening in the sports world even some things not happening in the
1: sports world. So you're more of a traditional Hark, Christmas Hark music the center. herald
3: angels sing, I like that. Hark the herald angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at MidKansasOnline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me, as always, the most popular man of McPherson, the probably angriest man of McPherson at the Kansas City Chiefs last night for a horrific loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. 29-28, two-point conversion goes the wrong
3: way. They blow a 14-point lead. Steve, did you blow a gasket last night? No, because I saw it coming. I, I... I was sitting there, and and when I was watching the game, and I proclaimed that as soon as they got the block in the back on the kickoff after the Chargers had scored to make it 28-21, I said that's going to cost them the ball game. So it really didn't come as a surprise to me. And then when the Chiefs didn't make a first down, I said, the defense hasn't proved to me yet it can win a game when the offense, you know, because the offense didn't really do much the fourth quarter. The defense has to win a game at some point. It had its chance last night, and it didn't do it.
1: I don't know if many people will be surprised that Steve wrote this team off, up 14 in the fourth quarter, hanging on by a thread. But I, I'm real bummed for you, Steve. You made, you made the right call, and I'm bummed for you.
3: Well, I'm not happy about it. But, but uh, the Chiefs have two games now to get their secondary figured out because, let's face it, the front four, the front guys, not bad. Linebackers, okay. But the corners, The Nickelback, no, Eric Berry plays the first half. They give up seven points. He doesn't play in the second half. They give up 21. So that tells you to me uh, he makes a big difference. I think he had like five or six tackles when he was in there. He was on a play count, so, you know, they didn't play him after that. But, uh, boy, they have got to get some things figured out in that secondary.
1: You know what I'm glad about is that we don't have to talk about the Chiefs for the next 30 minutes. It makes my life a little bit better. <laughs> it makes my life a whole lot better. They don't have to stress about it. Well, get a big did,
3: vein in my forehead. At least we did mention it. Though. But but I know I know what upset you the most about the game. What is that? That Phillip Rivers. Oh, Phyllis. In, your favorite quarterback. In Phillip, my house. Phillip Rivers. Oh. Yeah. Engineered the comeback. Boy, that had to hurt.
1: Yeah, it didn't feel great, Steve. So, I'm glad we don't have to talk about that a lot more and we get to move on to some happier things and what will be a very happy night inside the McPherson Roundhouse for the Bull Pups hosting the Winfield Vikings. And for the first time in about a month, month and a half, we get to talk with McPherson Girls Basketball coach Chris Strathman today. He is in the building. Coach Strath, I know you probably felt okay with the Chiefs losing last night. I know your Broncos, are, are they
2: playing on Saturday night against the Browns? They are playing Saturday night. Right? And yeah, uh, I'm a Broncos fan, but I wanted the Chiefs to win. I really don't care for the Chargers, especially your your. Phyllis and as a and uh, as a Broncos as a
3: Broncos fan though, you got a chance to get real happy though because they play the Chargers in the final week of the season. I believe that's in Denver,
2: isn't it? It's in Denver. Ooh. So Denver plays Cleveland, and then Denver could win their last. Should win. They, their last they two. could win. I, the I last think they could. Three. Chargers would be really tough, but yep. um, we'll
1: see. Well, it's good to have you in studio today, and. There have been a lot of people that have been asking us twenty four seven over the last month and a half saying, Oh, how's Coach Strathman feeling? And it's good that we don't have to speak for you today. We get to have you tell us a little bit about what's been happening for the last five, six weeks for you and in terms of your surgery and your time away from basketball, time away from teaching. Are you about ready to get through this winter break and get back out there?
2: Uh, very much so. I feel like you're
1: just going to be happy to be back in class teaching.
2: I I will be. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you get a little bored at home after a while. There's <laughs> only so much you can do, uh, when you're not working. But, uh, there has been a lot of things that I've done to keep busy as far as, you know, some basketball, watching some film and, uh, doing some things for class, recording scores online or whatever. So there's work that I've needed to do, but it's just not the same as being around the kids and being around our team, especially after the, after school each
1: day. Well, as we kind of go back to before the Thanksgiving break, you had not really pointed out to us, but I think that you knew you had been feeling a little lack of energy and you knew something wasn't quite right. And you had the scare over the summer with the ulcer and, and that popped up out of nowhere. And so I think you were maybe a little bit on edge and and trying to read your body, know what it was telling you. You go get a checkup, and they tell you you're going to need to have a surgery. And Steve and I didn't really know anything about it until I think the weekend after Thanksgiving is when you gave us a heads-up and said, hey, this is going to happen. You guys were a little less than a week away from getting games underway. And in your words and in your story, can you kind of paint to us in, in what's been happening throughout that process?
2: Well, you know, Steve went through a little bit of ulcer problem this summer, and that, that's not fun. No, no. Um, so anyway, since that time, that was early June for me, right before our, our kids' basketball camps is when that started. Um, there were just some things off with my blood counts, and we kept retesting, kept retesting. I actually had four iron IVs done, iron IV treatments done, in the cancer center, Um with Dr. Page, but at that time, we're just calling him my hematologist, Mm -hmm. because I didn't think I had cancer, Uh, and they kept doing those, and we did four of them, and, and counts still weren't getting back up to where they should be, and so we're like, something's going on, and so they ordered another endoscopy, and a colonoscopy, and that was the procedure that I had done on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving day, um and doctor came in and said the endoscopy came back clear, good news, obviously, and said the colonoscopy, however, did not. So that was that was very, very tough to hear. Um, you know, in the room was obviously my wife, but also Lori Reith was there. Uh, Mike was at practice, but came in about 15 minutes later, and so we had some time, just the four of us, and then, of course, Melissa and I had some time, just the two of us, uh, but that's kind of when we found out. Um, but they hadn't done the official biopsies and all that, but the doctor was very confident that, that that's what it was. So uh, when I talked to the team and, and talked to or even our, our own kids at home, um, it was, you know, kind of the wording was very, very likely cancer, uh, but we already pretty much knew. But We were just holding out hope and and waiting for those absolute final results.
1: So you went through the surgery. What what day was that? Was that about the Wednesday or Thursday before that first game? So the very yeah. end of November.
2: Yeah, it was Thursday the twenty ninth. Uh, of course, you know our first game was Friday the thirtieth. So surgery was Thursday the twenty ninth. They uh, removed a, um, you know the sample size or the tumor, I should say, was. Um, between baseball and softball size was the the estimate and measurements that they gave us Um, and you know had to resection part of my colon so took some of that out, reattached things and all of that systems working again so that's great it took a while which was not fun but um, it's all working working fine now. Um, In that section they took out there were about 35 lymph nodes that they were able to test All of those came back clear, which was huge, positive news. Uh, There was some growth into the muscular wall of the colon, and that's part of what they were testing um, still recently, actually. Um, I have an appointment today uh, with my oncologist for the first time at 415 um, to find out if I'm going to have any further treatments, whether it's chemo, radiation, uh, that type of stuff, or if surgery is all is all i have to do and so of course we're praying for the results being the surgery is all i have to do Um, but no guarantees yet but i'll know here in about three hours so prayers for this afternoon
1: and let's hope that it's a very fun celebration tonight and a and a whole lot of good things to be celebrated tonight at the games
2: oh there's going to be a lot of great things tonight to celebrate um whatever news i get you know it's it's uh that's stuff I'm going to deal with, and we'll work with it going forward. But I can't wait to see um, the Wall of Fame ceremony. That's always very cool. Um, of course, as far as personally for me, I'll be able to be out there to help present Taylor. Um, stand with her. I don't have to speak then, but mm-hmm. stand with Taylor. Uh, Mandy Cooks will also be there. Uh, but Coach Pav will be presenting her because – the reason Mandy's an automatic Wall of Fame inductee right out of high school is because she was a state champion high jumper, um, not because she was all-state first team and all that stuff for basketball. Um, her automatic induction was due to track. And that was her sophomore
3: year. And then her junior year, I think she jumped maybe one meet. She had uh, she had an injury her junior year. And then, of course, you know, recovering last year from her torn Achilles. So she never really got a chance. There's no telling – what kind of numbers she would have put up in track and field had she stayed healthy her whole career?
2: yeah, she obviously could have been a three time high jump champion there's right. no, there's no question uh but she was able to just do that that one year and i'm I'm very glad and uh you know fortunate for Manny that she she won the the title that one year that she had a chance to um quite an accomplishment, so yeah. that's why Manny's getting inducted tonight uh, but on her plaque, there's all of her basketball accomplishments too, which were which were many. And so I'm looking forward to, to hearing her get inducted. Of course, Manny can't be there tonight, uh, but Taylor will be. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really special. One of the things that has been
1: obviously very hard for you over these last couple of weeks and all of this is not only dealing with everything <clears throat> outside of school, outside of basketball, but to deal with having to sit back because you've had your hands and been in complete control of this basketball program for the last 14 years. And to turn it over, I think there are some coaches that they do not want to turn things over. They like to be in control. But one thing that you emphasized with Steve and I whenever we were first talking about all of this is all of the faith and all of the trust that you have not only in your coaching staff with Coach Prescott, Coach Reith, Coach Coach Allitt, but also with this group of girls on this team that... You weren't turning things over and letting things run rampant. You knew that with this group, when you said, hey, guys, I've got to step away, that they would keep
2: things going in the right direction.
3: And a very mature group of girls, I must
2: say. Yeah. Well, you know, I have total faith in in Mike Reith and Tim Hallett Shelley Prescott. Uh, I knew they would do a great job, and they have. Um you know, I tweeted out this morning a picture of our five seniors, the banners they have up in the um in the roundhouse, and the fact is that they're great leaders, great people, uh they're all five national honor society kids, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. Those are the types of kids that I get to work with every day, and to be able to turn the team over to our staff, five senior leaders. Um, you know, the other key leader, I think, for us right now is Lakin um, as a returning point guard. And, you know, so for somebody with that kind of experience that she has under her belt, um, it, we're leaving things in pretty good good hands, uh, coaching staff and players-wise. So, yeah, I, yeah it was tough to, to step away and relinquish that control. I wouldn't necessarily – I'm a control freak anyway, <laughs> to be honest – um, but it it has been tough to step away, and but I've sure enjoyed listening to their games when I had to. Or yeah, sorry about on, that. I haven't no, said the dagger. I haven't had to say any daggers, which is good. <laughs> um, you know the Hanover Central game. Melissa uh, streamed or not streamed it, but Facetimed it for me, so that was synced up perfectly with your broadcast, which was great. Uh, the other times I've I've had to try to watch on streaming, which doesn't sync with your broadcast at all. Um, so. You know, that that's just kind of what I've had to work with. But it's been good to watch him on film after on Huddle as well. Um, that, that gives you a little different viewpoint as well.
1: It's good to have you back in the studio with us, Coach Strathman. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we want to talk a little bit about the events that are coming up tonight in terms of Colon Cancer Awareness Night and all the other activities that will be going on as the Bullpups will be taking on Winfield on Wall of Fame night. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and joined in studio today by McPherson girls basketball coach Chris Strathman talking about some of the events that are coming up tonight. The Wall of Fame ceremony, the 2017-2018 State Championship banner being, well, I guess not raised or lowered, it's just being presented because it's already up inside the roundhouse. But it's going to be a fun night tonight, being able to, for you, watch this team in person for the first time this year after missing the first four games and probably a little bit easier than watching on your cell phone on (laughs) FaceTime. But it's going to be a fun night. You get to see... Taylor Robertson back in the building, Mandy Cooks will not be here, but you get pretty much the whole 2017-2018 state championship team back together, and that's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Uh, that will be very fun. You know, the, the banner looks beautiful. It looks, it looks really good. <laughs> Hanging up in the rafters. I, I saw it last night, and uh, it looks really good, along with the, the new tennis one that's up there as well for the boys. Uh, so those ceremonies are always really cool. So it's going to be good to, to get that group back together one last, one last time. Um, I am really looking forward to seeing the girls play in person. Um, you know, Melissa was asking me, are you going to be able to keep your mouth shut? And, all? <laughs> and I will. You know, I'm just going to sit and watch and, and uh, be, a, be a fan. Uh, coaching in my head, of course, but I'll keep my mouth shut and, and let them do their job for sure.
1: We're going to tell Shane Bakus to have his eye on you. Because, you know, sometimes those parents that get a little rowdy and they're screaming at the ref, that might be you on the front row tonight saying, oh, come on, open up your eyes.
2: Well, it might be. <laughs> no, I won't be doing any of that. But uh, I'll be pretty calm, I think. And I'm, I'm confident the girls will play well enough that I'll be able to sit there nice and calm too.
3: And the thing about your team so far, they've been really good defensively. Yeah. Uh, really creating a lot of turnovers. The biggest thing so far is just they haven't been making shots. Now, the other night against Bueller. Looks like it's starting to come off. The lid's going to come. There's going to come a game where we make probably about 13 or 14 threes because you're getting great looks. Shots you just know. aren't going, but it's just a matter of time.
2: It is a matter of time. And, and uh, you know, there, there's one thing, and I love one thing that Coach Self said after their game last week was, you know, sometimes you, you people are struggling with confidence and you just, you tell them, I just keep shooting, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But there comes a time when people need to put in the extra work to regain that confidence, too. Right. And I think that we've got kids that have done some of that, spent some extra time in the gym, extra time shooting, um, to see the ball go in the hole some more. Um, Because as a team, they have been struggling. But we know they're capable and they're willing. Uh, It's just a matter of getting those things to fall, and it'll happen.
3: Got to love the balance of the team, though, so far. You just never know from game to game who it's going to be.
2: No, you don't. I mean, but the one constant, and you referenced it, is we need to be able to count on our defense. Uh, Defensively, I think we have a chance to be really, really good, um, especially by the end of the year, but already pretty darn good right now. So um, hopefully we can always have the offense too, but the defense, as they say, Always travel, so you can so you should always be able to count on that.
1: Well, Winfield is coming in tonight as you guys will be hosting. It's Wall of Fame night, like we mentioned, but Colon Cancer Awareness Night as well. As you, as, as well as the school, they've partnered up with Women and Children Combating Cancer to help raise some funds tonight, a ton of different ways to help. There will be an autographed basketball from the state championship team from last season that will be auctioned off. There will be some cookies for Chris with some opportunity to donate some money. So a lot of great opportunities to give back tonight, not only on a a special night for everybody involved with honoring the great athletes and great students that have come through the high school, but a chance to give back to the community as well. And that's something that you guys on your girls' basketball team have done a really good job of the last few years in the month of February with your Think Pink night and helping with women and children combating cancer. And I think it's going to be a packed house tonight, and everybody will be excited to be a part of this.
2: Yeah, it is. It's going to be a special night and and I really appreciate the the school and the community backing the you know, the colon cancer awareness night and and uh wearing blue even though it's Winfield coming to town. They think it's uh, an honor of them so. Uh, probably so. <laughs> uh but that is it is pretty special and I I told my my daughter the other night just looking at some stuff online and it it still seems kind of surreal that some of this stuff is even happening, you know. Um, articles and and news reports and
1: Hayden Barber from the Eagle yeah, did a really good he feature did a really on Channel good job.
2: 10. You know, Channel 10 did a feature. It just all seems like it's it's not real sometimes, but but it is. It's definitely happening, and and it's been tough. But the support from the community and friends and family, uh, the prayers especially, have been. Um, just tremendous. So, and Bueller blessed. and
3: Bueller really did a nice thing the other night before the game and wearing the t-shirts and everything. I thought that was a real, real touch of class on their part.
2: Yeah. Very classy. You know, they, they had a shirt for me as well. So I got that the other night or last night from coach Reith and, uh, the, their team sent me a card and a gift card to a restaurant. Um, so things like that. I, I really appreciate that type of stuff, especially from our, You know, rivals that are just 20 miles away, so that was very special.
1: We've got to take one more break. We'll talk more about all the events coming up tonight and everything coming up over the next couple of weeks for you. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by...
1: Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and joined in studio by McPherson High Girls basketball coach Chris Strathman. One other part of tonight's festivities that are going to be very fun to have back in the building, the one senior from last year's group that gets to be back, no Mandy Cooks tomorrow night, or tonight, but Taylor Robertson, back in the house. And I think she has kind of turned into... The city's biggest celebrity. I know I always say <laughs> Steve's the most popular man. Oh, no. Taylor might be the most popular oh, person. in she yeah. Can you believe all the excitement that there's been? Steve and I get more people coming up to us to talk about Taylor than we do about anything else. Where they go, oh, my gosh, I saw she made eight threes the other night. Oh, she had 21 points. Oh, my gosh. 27-1
3: game. I
1: know yeah. you'll tell us you knew this was going to happen the whole way the whole time that whenever she got to Norman, that this is what would happen. But how fun has it been to watch Taylor do this at the highest level?
2: It's been awesome to watch her do it. And, and I've had a chance to watch her in person. That's right. I've streamed a couple games, um, watched on, on cable the other day against DePaul. She's just been playing fantastic. Now, So many officials, opposing coaches, uh, tons of people had asked me in the last couple of years, you know, and especially last year, can can she play at OU in the Big 12? And my answer was always that Taylor's so skilled and can shoot the ball so well that even with her athletic limitations, shall we say, she's going to figure out a way to get on the floor. That's what you told me last year when she signed. She will figure out a way to get on the floor and help her team. Now, did I expect her to be averaging 20 points, 10 games in <laughs> the year, 30, they are? About
3: 37 minutes a game, which is what she's been averaging the last about yeah. five or six games.
2: I, I honestly can't say I expected that, um, but, or the 36, 37 minutes a game. But I did expect her to play right away. Um, because you cannot hide somebody that can put the ball in the basket as well as she can. And the overall basketball IQ as well is just off the charts. So because yeah, she gets a lot of
3: rebounds. She gets assists. I mean, she does yeah. other things to help her team, doesn't commit very many turnovers. I mean, right now, I mean, if the season ended today, she'd be first team all Big 12.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, and what's odd about it, she doesn't even have to get assists or shoot the ball right now to even help the team mm-hmm. because she gains so much attention. They're face guarding her. The whole side of her floor is completely open for drives, for post-ups, whatever, because they are not helping off Taylor. Now, teams did that to us in high school, but DePaul took it to the extreme on Sunday. It was, I mean, they were big time. Well, was that they the game she
3: in. only took like four or five shots? I think she scored like 17 points. From yeah, five 19 shots.
2: on seven shots yeah. or six shots. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, it's just efficiency is off the charts. But, you know, you guys that talk about getting contacted and asked about Taylor – and that's because she's doing so well, but that's also because people around here love Taylor for the person yeah, that right. she is too, and that's why people are so proud of her. I think is not only because they enjoyed watching her play for four years, but well, she's so un- she's, just she's just so humble. She's so unassuming. It's yes. just unbelievable. It's just yeah. the announcers at, at the DePaul game were we're obviously OU announcers, but, but um, you know they were talking about uh, I think three hours before the game. Uh, the OU staff or the custodial staff maintenance, whatever, was out there changing the nets. And Taylor was just sitting over on the bench, just waiting for them to be done, <laughs> just waiting her time. And then they said, as soon as they were done, she just went out there and started her shooting routine. And she's just ripping those new nets up. Yeah. So, Dave
1: Larson is smart enough to know you got to put those nets up real early, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, but it was cool to hear the announcers talk about Taylor in that way because of the respect she showed, and then the fact that once they watched her doing the warm-ups, they were just they were baffled. Do you think
3: Sherry Cole imagined this? this she'd be
2: this effective? I, I think that she had maybe an inkling that she had what, what was going to become one of the best shooters in the country. I think she knew that. But I don't know that she understood the overall IQ and how much she would help them right away. Right. I don't know that anybody did. Yeah. But once she got there, it was probably like, you know, when they were scrimmaging and when they started practices, like, we're not going to be able to keep this girl off the floor. She's going to have to play. Yeah, she didn't start the first game of the year. Nope. No, she
3: ripped it up the first game of the year, and she's yep. been in the lineup ever since.
1: Yeah,
2: that was the game that Coach Reith and I went down to, and she had eight threes, and she's been starting ever since. Can't blame Coach Cole. For
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned that you've got one more procedure and one more checkup later today, but what are the next couple of weeks looking like for you in terms of, following up with a lot of your procedures, and, and now you get into the holiday break, and so there's not much basketball, and there's obviously no teaching going on, but what are the next couple of weeks looking like for you?
2: Well, to be honest, the next couple of weeks, I'll know more later this afternoon. Right. Because if there are treatments that I need to do, uh, those I don't know when those will start. They, they may want to start them right away. Um, I really don't know. So we're hoping for the best there. Um, So that's kind of up in the air. But, you know, hoping for the best news, then, you know, I'm just going to relax over Christmas break for sure until it's time to go back to practice. And, you know, we'll have a good week or so of of good hard work. We usually get a ton done over over break. And we have two tough games right after break with Circle and with Augusta. Um, So we'll have to be ready to go. So I'm looking forward to getting back with the girls and and our staff and uh, having a good time on the floor.
1: I think everybody is excited to have you back in the building tonight and the ceremonies in between the two games with the 12 new Wall of Fame members, the banner that will be shiny and brand new over your office door and getting T-Rob back in the building and everybody will be wearing their blue. and It's just going to be a, a very exciting, emotional night. And I think I can say this for everybody. We're all glad to have you back, Coach.
2: Well, thank you. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight and appreciate the McPherson community again. Thank you.
1: All right, well, we'll take the air at about 540 tonight. Steve, you got anything left to say? Anything about the Chiefs? No, I don't want to talk about the Chiefs. (laughs) I'm glad we didn't have to talk about them today.
3: (laughs) Yeah, there's been a lot of venting going on, I think.
1: (sighs) Much better to talk about the happier things, bullpup basketball and what will be a very fun night tonight. Remember, wear your blue and a lot of the proceeds and – Things we'll be going toward women and children combating cancer and a special night tonight inside the Roundhouse. All right, we'll wrap up today's show. For Coach Strathman, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.